0: Welcome to Jam Bob, a podcast where Jenny and Megan bond over books. I'm Jenny. Hi, and I'm Megan.
1: We're a mother and daughter duo here to bond
0: over books with one another and with you. Welcome to episode three of Jam Bob, making reading fun again. This is Jenny. Last time we talked about how books helped us with personal growth. And today, Megan and I are going to talk to you about how you get back your joy from reading when you've lost it, or you never had it in the first place? So Megan, was there ever a time that you fell out of the practice of reading?
1: Hi, everyone. Um, this is Megan, and the absolutely mom happened to me many times over the course of life. and in school, not high school, but when I was in college, I had switched majors from econ to history and within those classes had a ton of required reading for probably, you know, I was taking three to four classes a quarter. Each of those classes probably had about four or five books that were meaty history books, not to mention text as well as articles and other things that I had to examine and write papers on for class. And I think when it became something that I was required to do, no matter what the subject, it kind of sucked the life out of reading. It became a chore. Um, And I'm just thinking about it now. It's just something that was really hard for me to, to find joy. Uh, Um, maybe cuz it was <laughs> required i don't know what about you mom was there was there ever a time that you had burnout with reading
0: thanks megan it, it, there was and it was actually as recent as last year um i decided that i was going to take on a personal challenge where i would read a book a week in a business setting and share it with my colleagues the whole um thing that I would do would be read the book, write something and in the writing, share how this particular book mattered to what we were doing. About 13 weeks into it, I got to the point where I just dreaded the fact that I had to do this. It was taking <laughs> up like most of my free time and like you, it was an absolute chore and not. A pro- it wasn't a pleasure. Uh, I'm curious about you What did you do to make it fun again?
1: So I had to go back to basics. And so actually one of the first things that I did was go back to the Harry Potter series, which is, (laughs) uh, I know is, is, you know, I grew up, I think the first one came out when I was in first grade. So 1999 or something around there. And, um, yeah, it really helped to get sucked into a story and a world of characters that I had known and felt really familiar. And I think what also happened in that circumstance was um, the reading level of which I was reading at went down significantly. So it was easy to digest. It was my brain didn't have to really think through and parse out different, you know, real facts or have an analytical view on it. I got to read purely for pleasure and um, it also helped that I think I, I restarted it around Christmas time, which is when all of the films are like coming on loop <laughs> to to rewatch at the same time and I I absolutely loved it. I think that I went on a kick of rereading series that I read from, like, The Hunger Games to um, a series of unfortunate events. And I found a new one, actually, which I had not been privy to growing up, but uh, was the Percy Jackson series about all of the myth, uh, Greek and Roman mythology. And if they had kind of progeny and kids, like, all going to the same school with different superpowers. And I just – the magic of that mixed with mythology, which is something that I grew up loving, I – went over head over heels <laughs> and it, it, it kind of opened the door for me to just go back get my foot into a library again and start picking up books at a rapid pace um but i think going simple was my my cure what about you mom how did you go from uh, this is a
0: chore into i want to do this again you are my daughter <laughs> I did very similar to what you did Um, the books that I talked about that I really grew up and, and liked were the ones I went back to. And I went back and read things that were more young adult targeted. They were shorter, easier to digest. And I really think that there was, you know, reading for purpose versus reading for pleasure is different. And I felt like The books that are entertaining and escaping were where, you know, I I got some of my joy from reading. I really liked the purpose books, but I felt like if I was spending too much of my time on that, then it felt chore-like versus fun. Um, And then for me, there was another bit of it is when I was reading for purpose, how did I make that more efficient? And that is like the the program manager in me looking at, okay, this is taking me way too long. How do I make this easier? Um, And what I did for that was instead of like reading the book and then going through the book again and trying to summarize and then figuring out how it applied to the workplace, I would read a chapter and I would immediately summarize it and think about how it applied to the workplace and then go back and read the next chapter. And I also decided that I would do the reading in particular periods of time. So like I'd get up and I always have coffee in the morning. I did my coffee and my reading at the same point in time. Boom, I'm done. I haven't spent all day on this. And I think because of that, I, I was able to kind of put it into a, a disciplined approach that what didn't didn't make it feel so painful. I like that. I like how you adapted
1: your reading habits. Actually one of the tools that helped me when it came to just analytical reading or having do getting through my own required reading <laughs> at the time was a similar process of just annotating and taking notes as I was reading, which I mean, Kindle came out, right? Kindle notes and highlights is a great way to do that. If you have books and, and, the kind of the academic setting that I've also made their way online, which most of them have these days. And you can also share it with your classmates, which I found to be a really engaging way to understand and interpret and have different perspectives on what I was reading. But I think there is another book and I don't know if you ever read this, but um, there's a book called limitless by J- uh, Jim quick. And uh, for somebody like me, who's, had much practice reading it's i feel like you too it it actually opened my eyes into speed reading and how you can read things without necessarily going word by word but extrapolate context in a faster way and i still think he's probably one of the best um kind of pioneers in the field (laughs) of speed reading to learn from um yeah that's really funny when i
0: was um probably around 13 or 14, my mom paid for my sister and I to go to a speed reading course. It was a Evelyn Woods speed reading course. And I actually credit that with uh, helping me also really like reading because you could read much faster. Um, I did find that I'm able to read much faster things that are fun when it's something like a tech or or something that I have to really digest I don't read as fast because I think there's a piece of it that you're focusing on the words and then you're trying to internalize it and if it's if it's a light thing that's very fast if it's not it takes more time
1: 100 percent well I think it would be really fun mom is just from the top of our head if we go back and forth and I'll call it the uh, our making reading Fun again playlist of, of books that you think you know for our readers and our fellow readers out there and our, our friends and family, if they were to go to a library or go on amazon.com and pick a book to, to get invigorated or inspired to read again, what would you pick? And so I'll let you tee up first.
0: One of my favorites needs to be The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy by Douglas Adams. It tells the story of Arthur Dent, who is kind of a hopeless guy who is taken on an alien ship by the author of The Hitchhiker's Guide right before Earth is supposed to be destroyed to make room for a um, super hyper bypass. It's just a lot of fun and filled with just fabulous quotes. I remember a common mistake that people make when trying to design something completely foolproof is to underestimate the ingenuity of complete fool. Great quote, right? Megan, tell me about your first book
1: I think one of the the first books that comes to mind is The Martian by Andy Weir. And I might have I might be slightly biased because he did come to Goodreads when I worked there. And so I got to meet the man and I was just really inspired. But as somebody who uh, wasn't fully into sci-fi, I think that book is just so well researched, so well done, very humorous. And though it is a little bit lengthy, you're just so invested in Mark's journey on Mars. And I know, I mean, it's also a great film adaptation um, with a good old – why am I blinking on his name, Goodwill Hunting guy? Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it it was a. Am- it's just one of my favorites.
0: I I think one of the things that I found really interesting about that book was that he was not a published author, right? And he went no. from you know absolutely nobody obscurity to a, an amazing author with a lot of presence and and a movie. Deal. Yeah yeah that it's it, that's really a good one <laughs> that, there <that's>, you go <laughs> okay I, I think i'm kind of stuck my next one will be uh also kind of sci-fi and then i'll try to break out of that i liked ender's game by orson scott card i really actually picked that up i think because you were reading it and i i I think you were reading it from school and I was starting reading. to read it and I didn't want to give it back to you. Like I had to finish <laughs> that book in like one sitting.
1: Uh, that's a good one. I think another one that I really enjoyed and kind of pivoting a little bit um, but Goodreads just reminded me of this was The Book Thief by Marcus uh, Zusak. I think is no, I might have butchered that last name but I mean, I am a World War II fan, and I will say just that book was – you get sucked into the story again. It has pretty much all of the emotions, but it just moves at a quick pace, and it is just so well done. Um, yeah, it, it's impossible to, to put down. I mean, it's kind of similar to Kristen Hannah's The Nightingale, which is probably my other favorite World War II fiction book, but no. What about you? What's next?
0: Uh, All right. Well, I'm going to go with uh, The Hunt for Red October by Tom Clancy. I think I also like those mysteries and those spy novels. And that is a classic and fun and quick to read.
1: Wasn't Sean Connery in the movie adaptation of that? Absolutely. It's a good movie, too. (laughs) Yeah. I think that one might've been one where I actually watched the movie instead of the book. We um, uh, seem to be on the trend here too. I think another way to get back into reading is if you can find a film adaptation and maybe that's a, a topic we do another time, but um, something else that came to mind too. And this is for uh, me, cause I did a lot of reading of history one of the fun books uh, that was still nonfiction and that I highly recommend to history buffs out there is Eric Larson's The Devil in the White City. Um, I read that. I actually had that as a required reading book for school. And I remember going, oh, all right, you know, it was one of the shorter ones on the list. So I'm like, I'll read this one first. And I. I was sucked in from the, the moment I got it. And it's because it's the the story of the 1893 Chicago world fair mixed with the very first serial killer in the United States who was around at the same time. And that kind of true crime component told in the riveting fashion of like somebody kind of reading this. Eric Larson was an investigative journalist before he became an author. So he's got a way to build momentum up in his writing Mixed with everything that was going on was just, you couldn't put it down. The setting was just, you were hyper intense the whole time. And I love that. Um, that would be another one. I'd love to see B.
0: Million made into a movie, but I don't know if it ever will. <laughs> that was a good book. Definitely yeah. was a good book. I think we've hit on three themes now. Film adaptations, thrilling, and simple. Like you, Megan, sometimes I'll go back to young adult books. I'll look at what Newbery and Caldecott winners there are and pick a book. And one that I found late in life was Madeline DeLangle's A Wrinkle in Time. It's the story of these three kids who battle good and evil um, by figuring out the fifth dimension, which is a way to travel through space and time um, using a concept that they call Tesseract. It was an amazing book, and one that I think a kid or a young adult, um, older kid or young adult, would find compelling and would n- get into reading. It's mystical.
1: Uh, speaking of mystical, actually, the next one that I've got, my fourth one that I think I mentioned outside of the flurry of adding random ones in there is uh, uh, The Night Circus by Erin Morgenstern. And that was a, for fantasy lovers. It's about a circus that comes out of nowhere in town and all of these different things happen at the circus. And there is a little bit of romance, a little bit of mystery and intrigue involved. And she just has such a way with language Very colorful descriptions. I just remember being completely enthralled. And um, she also had one that came out, I think, in 2020 called The Starless Sea, which I also really liked. So, yeah, that's that's really another one. What about, so to to wrap up your list, what's the last one?
0: Read a fair amount of romances, but I'm going to go with a classic romance, which is The Princess Bride by William Goldman. I love that book. I love the movie, but I love the book first.
1: Yep. (laughs) Oh, that's, I absolutely adore that book. And I think to top, to top off my list, I, uh, I probably would end up actually kind of going down the, the romance historical. Well, I don't, it wasn't really historical fiction, but had a, a flame of it, uh, Hollywood. There's a book called The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, written by Taylor Jenkins Reid. And Taylor Jenkins Reid is just she, – she did Daisy Jones and the Six and um, Malibu Rising and a few others. But she's got this style of making things that are feel like they are could be real stories. They're fiction, but she does a really good job of making and embracing a, a time period and for Evelyn Hugo, it's this like Hollywood star from the 50s who kind of goes through this evolution phase and has a bunch of husbands. And so I think for, for me, or er, that one just stood out because it reminded me of Judy Garland, who I did a high school project on and her life. She also got married a number of times and was defined by those eras of, of men and other things that she was with. Same with, um, the Elizabeth Taylor like those, those stars in history. And I think we're always just so fascinated in a life that we don't have anything in common with. So it kind of goes on those escapism themes we talked about. (laughs) Yeah. These are some great selections, mom. I'm inspired to go back to the library.
0: (laughs) Great list, Megan. I haven't even read the circle. I'm looking forward to adding that to my list as well. For all of our friends who are bonding over books at home, we would absolutely love it if you tell us the books that made you want to get back into reading. Please put them in the comments below. I think that wraps up this topic. Megan, what's up for next time? What I think, you know, one of the things that we kind of talked about
1: this time, and I think would be a really good topic for next time when we come back, is just as we've read all of these books in different periods of our lives, I think we've read and had, you know, different identities, right. That we kind of claim, whether it's through the lens of me as a student, you as a mom, me as a young executive assistant, you as a product manager, there's so many different labels that we've had through time and lenses that we've looked at books at. And I think it would be fun to talk About kind of those books and periods of time that we've read them and how we maybe have gone back looking through it in a different, through a different lens.
0: Cool. I love that idea. Awesome. For all of you at home, thank you for bonding over books with us. Till next time. Bye.